Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich. I am so glad that you've decided to uh, tune in today. I know that there's a lot going on at your church, and we're just honored that you would take some time out to pop us in your earbuds and to listen into today's uh, conversation. Super excited to have uh, Ben Stapley with us. He is the creative pastor at God's favorite church, Liquid Church in New Jersey. Uh, Jesus does love New Jersey, and he's doing that through Liquid Church. Uh, ben, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Rich. Now, being a creative pastor, that means that you are a, a creative leader. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, Liquid? Give us a sense of Liquid Church, uh, which seems funny to say, but why don't you tell us about Liquid and tell us about your role? Yeah, so Liquid Church started about 10 years ago. We're in the northeast of New Jersey. Uh, we currently have six campuses and about three, uh, 3,500 people on a weekend, serve, a weekend come through our doors. And so that's who we are. Our lead pastor is Tim Lucas. Uh, he himself is highly creative and an incredible leader of creative people as well. So I got a chance to be on staff as a creative person, but also being led by someone who kind of thinks with a very creative mind as well. Yeah, absolutely. Liquid has done some amazing things over the years, and you really should, uh, if you're not following Liquid, you need to. Um, so now, t- why don't you tell me, kind of, let's talk about that tension of kind of the, the difference between, you know, the and, and probably a part of it is, um, it's really not true. It's like a construct of like creative people that are like, whoa, come on, let's do something crazy. Um, and then leadership, which is like, okay, we need to like get this done. Let's, you know, push forward. Have you seen that as a tension in your uh, ministry? Yeah, I've seen that and kind of being a part of a couple churches now at this point. But I've seen that kind of where I, wherever I've been, uh, growing up in a, a church of 50, being a part of a church of 500 or 5,000, you kind of see some of those tropes being played out. Again, it's not binary. It's not one for one. Uh, you could have a highly creative leader. But oftentimes leaders, uh, they're charged with more than just the creativity. They're looking at moving the whole organization, the whole church forward. Uh, and where the creative is thinking about, hey, you have that communication piece. Uh, I want to make it creative. I, I don't want to um, infuse it with some artistic merit, and I want to make it as good as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not so important about the message. I'm more uh, concerned about the communication of that and how we're going to do that well. And so there's going to be a tension there because mm-hmm. those are those are two values that sometimes can rub up against each other. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. Well, what have you, you know, are there been some practical tactics or steps that you've taken to kind of help, um, you know, bridge those gaps or to help as a creative, you know, working with um, leaders or vice versa as a leader as you are working with creative folks? Yeah, it's nice. I'm kind of being both on both sides of the table, being a creative, being led. Uh, and being a leader, leading creative, so they got a chance to see both. And one of the things that um, I try to tell leaders, so I'm just talking to them in particular, mm-hmm. is that um, creatives love Jesus as well. And you might get a laugh <laughs> out of that. 
but uh, just because you have the, the the title pastor somewhere in your in your title uh, doesn't necessarily make you more spiritual or mean that you love Jesus uh, more mm-hmm. than your creatives. Where sometimes creatives can be seen as this wonky bunch mm-hmm. that does this artsy fartsy stuff, but their spirituality is maybe a step lower. It's mm-hmm. maybe not said, but it's sometimes felt or implied. Hmm. Uh, and then on the flip side, for any creatives that are listening to this. The same applies to you as well, uh, <laughs> that you don't love Jesus more than your leader unnecessarily. Yeah. So just like giving that benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that we're all growing together and we're all trying to proclaim his name is just the first foundation that you need to lay before you move forward and work together. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. I think, you know, you're, you're pushing on an issue that I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't actually uh, say out loud, but I think is there. You know, I think on both sides of that, um, you know, this kind of tension, you can get to the point where there's like a holier than thou. Um, you know, approach. That's that's good. Anything else? What other things should we be thinking about? Yeah, the um, I one of our, our staff values at Liquid is um, excellence over perfectionism, and I think this really applies for the arts. Mm-hmm. And another way to say that is give them an opportunity to fail. So where are avenues where they can experiment and do things and and, and be be able to learn mm-hmm. and fail? Maybe that's probably not the Sunday morning service mm-hmm. and the you know the 60, mm-hmm. 75, 90 minutes of content that you really need to nail out of the park. That's probably mm-hmm. not the right avenue for them to do mm-hmm. that. But they need to do it because their best work is going to come through trial and error. And mm-hmm. if they think they have no room for error, then it's going to put them in a stressful position. Mm-hmm. It's going to make them tense mm-hmm. and make them clam up and their, their creative juices aren't going to flow. Mm-hmm. So again, that doesn't mean as a creative that um, I'm going to be able to just kind of pull something out on Sunday morning without your approval mm. and without any feedback loops. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the leader, it also means like, hey, what is that avenue? It might be a staff meeting. Hey, mm. you know, uh, throw something creative in this mm-hmm. and go hog wild and mm-hmm. allow it to fail and maybe it be a, a bomb or maybe pleasantly surprised as a leader that you, you extended the leash a little bit longer and you were really pleased with the direction they went with the concept. Mm-hmm. So what is that avenue in which they can fail and, and make sure it's, uh, it's obviously not too big, mm-hmm. but um, they have some place where they can kind of play mm-hmm. and experiment. Can you give me an example of that? You know, you talked about, um, you know, staff meetings. I think that's a good, that's a, that's a great area for that. Are there other avenues you could see or maybe things that have happened that you've actually, you know, you've actually seen or participated in where you kind of given a, you know, creatives an opportunity to be creative and potentially fail? Yeah, so some of that is um, is other uh, venues of communication within the church, and I, I wouldn't say this probably isn't the best model because sometimes it's it's used and abused to this end. Mm-hmm. Is the other um, environments that you've created, so maybe not your service, mm-hmm. but maybe your family ministry spaces. Mm-hmm. But then, if it's only in that space, then it's like we can bring our B game here and kind of. Mm-hmm not um, not bring our best because it's just family uh, our family environments mm-hmm. so so I would say experiment but make sure it's different areas not always the same one or mm-hmm. if it's the same one mm-hmm. then you've already identified to everyone on staff that this is lesser important to everybody here um, I would say it's in the environments that mm-hmm. they get to participate in and it's also their ability to cast vision and lead an idea up the chain. Mm-hmm. So sometimes ideas only permeate down a chain, right. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead pastor will come in, hey, this is the vision, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And all the creatives who have a lot of ideas sitting around saying, man, I'd love to be able to pitch an idea mm-hmm. and to go for that. So maybe in your meetings, if you're always the one casting a vision, step back, let someone else lead it. Mm-hmm. And let's say, come and impress me with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another way I've seen this done mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. even before you get to the meeting, just because uh, lead pastors, executive pastors have mm-hmm. so much weight in, the, in in a room, mm-hmm. even when they are trying to give space for creatives to lead, they, their voice says so much and their mm-hmm. presence says so, so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So I found a fun way to do that is just to put a Google document out there mm-hmm. and I say, everyone put your ideas on this piece of paper mm-hmm. and then we'll come into, and so when you come to the meeting, 
I don't know if idea number two was the uh, yeah right 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 Keep going. and and so everyone gets to evaluate the idea on the merit of the mm -hmm. idea, mm -hmm. not the originator of the idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. On the family ministry, you know, piece, um, one thing I've done over the years is try to watch. I've said in a lot of environments that I think some of the most creative people in uh, church leadership are the folks leading within creative within family ministry. Um, they do incredible work, and I know over the years trying to even watch what's happening there and say, hey, is there stuff that's happening there that we can pull into or onto main stage, which is a way to honor that environment and, you know, mm -hmm. to create that kind of, you know, environment where you're like, hey, we actually do respect what's happening here. You may, it could go the other way. We're like, hey, we're going to try some stuff here um, that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, we wouldn't, you know, wouldn't allow happen. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, there, you know, I think particularly too on this idea of, you know, leaders can sometimes, they don't understand, most leaders don't understand the weight that their words have. Um, you know, I was just talking to a pastor this week who was like, you know, our senior guy came in and just literally happened to walk through the office and was like, hey, I, well, I think we should put a table here. And like, you know, and it was and just and then just kept walking on like it was just a it was kind of a passing comment. Well, the, this happened to be kind of an administrative area where there was all these administrative staff. And so they scrambled for like a day to like get a table we're putting in here. We're figure, trying to figure all that out. Um, and then, you know, as you can imagine what happened, the senior came back a little, was back in that area, you know, about a week later and was like, why do we put a table here? What was, what was that about? You said it. Uh, you said it. You were the one that said it. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, see that. That's, that's fun. Now, what are, how do you kind of keep, uh, creative folks that work with you sharp? What are you doing to, you know, keep them? Cause I, I think, you know, I've been in those meetings where, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to pull together, you know, ideas and it's like just everything feels like a wet noodle. Like it's just, we're just not getting stuff that's pushing uh, the envelope. How, how are you helping creatives do that? One of the ways is I will, um, I don't allow side hustles. I encourage them. Mm. Um, and so, that, yeah, so I don't, don't allow, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I, I kind of allow you to do creative things on the side. Right. I encourage your creatives mm, to do things on the side yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, the creative mind does not shut off at right. 5 p.m. Right. Uh, it doesn't start at 9 a.m. Um, right. uh, off it goes throughout the course of the day. Yeah. And if you have a culture at which you say the only creativity that we really want you doing is here, um, it's on brand, it's on site, mm -hmm. and you have no other outlets for that, then their creative funnel will really narrow down mm -hmm. to what they experience, what mm -hmm. they produce, and and then what they bring to the table mm -hmm. has drastically reduced as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's it's tough as a leader to think, oh gosh, uh, this uh, this guy does wedding videos on, on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, others, this guy takes um, portrait you know photography mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Um, I don't want them to do that because that's infringing on what they're able to do in their 40, 45, 50 hour work week here. Mm -hmm. And I would argue the opposite. I would say mm -hmm. your ability to encourage that um, again within boundaries so mm -hmm. that they can still execute and do their job well on site mm -hmm. that it's not infringing on that. Mm -hmm. But that will um, spark their creativity and help them bring a lot more to the table in terms of what they're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And it just sharpens their skill, sharpens their skill set. Um, it's kind of like a cross-pollination, cross-training when mm -hmm. you encourage that side hustle mm -hmm. outside of your their, their regular work hours. What kind of framework are you putting around that? Because I think there, you know, there may be some executive pastors listening in today that are like, well, wait a second. I'm not sure I want our creative guys out doing graphic design for other people. Let's say it's a graphic designer because like, we're not getting everything done that we need done for our stuff. So why would I allow that person or, or even encourage that person? So how do you kind of frame that up for folks? Yeah, so one of the a couple of principles that I try to apply with the creatives that I lead is first of all, um, make sure that you hit a home run here 
before you start swinging a bat somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if your work is is, is questionable, subpar, mm-hmm. there's a, a number of areas of growth that you haven't made headway on, mm-hmm. then I would say you really should, just in terms of like best work practices, mm-hmm. make sure that you're excelling here before you start trying to excel somewhere else on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is just being really clear with boundaries, that hey, when you're, your work hours, you're doing work. Right. And, um, you know, there's kind of be like no whiff of you um, working in that side hustle mm-hmm. during the work hours here. Mm-hmm. Those are so those are like two like clear boundaries that mm-hmm. I, I try to have for that. There's obviously like obviously obviously best practice as well. Mm-hmm. But anything that you do outside of this also reflects on the church. So mm-hmm. um, if it's that that questionable nightclub that you're going to create the poster for, maybe we you don't want your name attached on yeah. that. <laughs> right, right. Because our name's going to get attached on that subsequently as right. well, and you know, within the art world, there's a wide spectrum of mm-hmm. projects that you could do, and there's like some stuff that, like, hey, maybe it's maybe it's not best for me to to do this project right, right, just right. because it could have some some sideways energy to, for the church. Yeah, very cool. Um, you know, one of the things that you know, if I'm an executive pastor listening in today, I might be wondering, you know, how do I give feedback to the creative folks in my church? Um, you know, I know there, are, I know pastors struggle with that because there, again, there's it gets back to that you know, not helpful trope of like, I just want to throw stuff in at the creatives and then stand and then get out of the way because I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, but can you give us some advice, some, you know, practical help on how do we actually give feedback to the creative folks in our environments? That's a great, that's a great um, question. There's two things I'd say. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, I'd say, uh, make sure that you give particular praise. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So, it seems apparent that you know, like, hey, everyone uh, thrives off praise, especially mm-hmm. creatives. Mm-hmm. That they put forth this is their work, mm-hmm. and they put forth. And if they don't hear any response, mm-hmm. um, how you received it, how the audience received it, then they have no idea of whether or not they're succeeding. So first mm-hmm. of all, give them praise, but beyond that, give them particular praise. Mm-hmm. I remember this one time I was working with an actor. Uh, I was in Chicago, and mm-hmm. uh, he was working within a church, mm-hmm. and you know, he did it professionally and worked, you know, volunteered for the church, and he came mm-hmm. off stage one time. And he said, and I said, hey, good job. And he said, how so? Mm. And I had a blank stare and I said, all of it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To which he said, um, uh, general praise means nothing. Particular praise means everything to an artist. When you give general praise, it means you're doing one of these, Mm -hmm. attaboy, Mm -hmm. I'm patting you on the back because I feel you need it, but I didn't really pay attention to the work that you did because I can't pull anything from it. So making sure you give praise, give particular praise. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that's really helpful for an artist is because it's so subjective, mm-hmm. you need to have some type of like consistent review process. Mm. Uh, the way we do that at Liquid mm-hmm. is we kind of have like four spectrums that we, four criteria that we give for, for feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is praise. Hey, you did this well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is we'll give um, suggestions. Hey, mm-hmm. this is take it or leave it. It's 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's good your way. I have an idea, but it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. either way, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is requests. Mm. I don't like what you did there. I mm. would like you to change that. Mm-hmm. And having the, the clarity between those two, a suggestion or request, is huge. Yeah, so like you were talking about the executive pastor walking through, when you said change the table, is that a suggestion or mm-hmm. a request? Mm-hmm. If it's a suggestion, I like the way it's set up. I'm not going to change it. Yeah, yeah. If it's a request, I'll do it right away. Yeah, 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 right, right. Um, and then the last one is notes. So, mm. hey, for future, I know you can't change it now. Uh, the horses left the barn, but for the future, hey, could you make sure the boom mic isn't in the shot? Right, I know right. we've already captured that. We <laughs> yeah. can't get rid of it at this point. Right. But in the future, yeah, it's yeah, best yeah. not to have it in the shot. So praise, um, suggestion, request, and then notes for future. That's very good. That's super helpful. I hope you're listening to that because that I think that alone could be the nugget you know today that people take away um, and apply as you you know you interact with uh, you know with your, your folks. 
you know what anything else you want to share you know with uh, people that are listening in today before we pivot into the rest of the episode yeah, you talked about workload before, and that's a really great question. So again, how do you know as a as a lead pastor, executive pastor, how do you gauge how your creatives are doing, the work environment for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I have found helpful is as you walk by your office, sometimes it's hard to get a pulse. Mm-hmm. A real good way to get a pulse on your creative atmosphere mm-hmm. is how much music they're listening to and how much laughing they're doing. Mm-hmm. If you walk by every week and you don't hear any music playing from their office space, mm-hmm. or you don't hear anyone laughing, they are creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that their their noses to the grindstone and they're just in uh, output mode mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you walk by and all you hear is music and all you hear is laughter, that's probably not a good sign. Yeah. That you're out <laughs> right. of it. Right. Um, it's also not a good sign. So use that as a gauge in terms of how much work you've given them, and if you're overworking or underworking them. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show today. We have Ben Stapley from uh, Liquid Church in New Jersey. So glad to have Ben, uh, you know, on the show today. Um, what's an online resource that you're using today that's particularly helping uh, in your ministry? Yeah, so for our video teams, we use an application called Whipster. It's a chance for them to put a video in the on the timeline, and you not just watch it, but on the timeline, you get a chance to give feedback. So if you have a video department, this is key. So you don't just like get an, you know the video, you email responses, someone else emails responses, and there's no way to get everyone on the same page, and we're all talking about the same product. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whipster, W-I-P-S-T-E-R, allows you to do this. Mm-hmm. You put a video there, everyone, all the people that you want to invite into the conversation, mm-hmm. and the people you don't want to invite, mm-hmm. um, are, are able to get access to it, and then mm-hmm. say what they need to be said, and then the producer gets that feedback, and it goes from there. Yeah. Um, and then for us, that's how we'll do it. You know, Here's feedback, suggestion, request, praise, note. That's one. Uh, another good um, um, app for our volunteer photographers is mm. Drop to Me. Okay. So what we can do there is with, we want to just give them access to our Dropbox account, mm. which can be cumbersome and big and confusing. Uh, drop it to me. You just send them a link. You mm. set up on the back end where you want your files to go in your Dropbox structure. Mm-hmm. You create a link from that. You give that to them. They set it up. Uh, it makes it very easy on their end. But you want to you want the pain and the frustration of um, archiving <laughs> content from a staff per, a staff perspective. You don't want the volunteer to do that, or they're going to serve once and never again. Mm-hmm. So you give that to them. It allows them to be the artist and the creative, and you have someone on the admin side do the archiving and the structuring of that. Drop it to me. It allows that really well. That's great. Um, are there any books you've read in the last, oh, I don't know, six months to a year that are shaping your thinking or ministry? Yeah, the... Um, just recently went through Crucial Accountability. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to look at the author's name here. It's a Joseph Grenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the first time I have gone through a book that systematically looked at how to call, call someone to a high level of con- accountability mm-hmm. instead of just being passive-aggressive with my leadership mm-hmm. or confrontational mm-hmm. and, 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 and aggressive. It's, hey, how do we walk someone through that? That's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. The presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs mm-hmm. um, we're always presenting to each other. We're mm-hmm. always pitching and selling. Mm-hmm. And you know, so how do you do that well? And obviously he was master of that and mm-hmm. taking some of that. So those are two books that I've read recently. That have Very cool. What's a ministry that you're looking at that inspires you? Mm. I like, um, I really like Jay Crandall mm-hmm. um, at Saddleback Church. They mm-hmm. He oversees, he's the online pastor there. Mm-hmm. And they do an incredible job of funneling people from the uh, from the crowd to the core. Mm-hmm. And they got a great model of doing that. I also mm-hmm. oversee Church Online at Liquid. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm, uh, we need to develop a little stronger. Mm-hmm. They do that incredibly well. I look forward to that. Um, I love the... Um, 
the creative scene at Willow, Blaine, Blaine Hogan oversees mm. their, their creative yeah, scene. A great leader. Yeah, yeah they do a good job. Cool. If you could get 15, min 15 minutes with any leader alive, who would you want to get that with and why? Probably the, the, the guys at Pixar. Mm. Um, I just, mm. I love the, uh, and I, I really don't know much about their leadership, but I know about the product. Mm. I know about their repeat successes mm. over, over years, over decades. Mm. And that ability as a creative to have that sustainable, yeah, it's easy to kind of, you know, have something your 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 manifesto, mm -hmm. your great uh, you know American novel, and then mm -hmm. burn out and never have anything else. But mm -hmm. to repeatedly have that success, they've kind of cracked a nut there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but they mm -hmm. put in the water. Mm -hmm. But they're doing a great job. Very cool. Well, I'm sure leading, and I know leading at you know where you're at can be stressful and can do, you know just be a lot going on. What do you do for you know in your personal life, just for fun, when you want to kick back and relax? Yes, I ride my motorcycle, but I ride it on 78 in New Jersey, and so I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> relaxation sport, which kind of on all, you know, yes, a little exactly. more tense um, in relationship to that. But for me, I'm probably coming home and just playing with my girls is probably the most relaxing thing I get to do in the course of my week. Nice. If people want to get in touch with you, we talk because I know you've been doing some stuff online. How can they? How can they do that? Or if they want to get in touch with the church, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, hit me up in terms of church stuff at uh, bens at liquidchurch.com. I'd love to talk, uh, learn from you, and uh, pass on anything else I could. And also, additional uh, teachings or communications I've done is at benstapley.info. Nice. Thanks so much, Ben. Appreciate being on the show today. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.